Hello and welcome to the I Am Woman Project, where every week we have deep thought-provoking and interesting conversations with thought leaders, change instigators, rule breakers and creative minds who think differently, sparking creativity and inspiration. Our special guests on our show cover a variety of topics just for you, and they share their personal stories to inspire, motivate and empower you, our listener. The I Am Woman podcast is produced for your enjoyment and show notes are found at www.iamwomanproject.com.au. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favourite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at I Am Woman Project and Facebook. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. My name is Sonia Hickey and today I am speaking with small business guru Heather Smith. Heather is a chartered accountant and author of the Zero for Dummies series of books. Um, Heather has worked all over the world and now works virtually as a small business consultant. Heather, thank you for taking the time to talk with us. First up, tell us a little bit about what you do. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm really uh, excited to be here. Um, so uh, what do I do? Um, I, as you mentioned, I'm a chartered certified accountant and zero advisor. Um, I feel I don't really have a, a job. I have a life. Um, I'm here with my kids. Um, I work from a home office with uh, my dog at my feet and I virtually connect with the world. Um, I help businesses improve their productivity and access reliable, timely data within their um, accounting solutions, which may in turn be their business platform solutions. Um, yeah. I guess uh, you mentioned that you work mostly with small business and you're very passionate about small business. A number of our listeners are uh, falling into that category. If they're not sole traders working at home alone, then they might have a small team of people around them. What... Um, what kind of problems do you help small business with? Uh, you, you mentioned um, you mentioned around data. Is that around customer data, marketing data, financial data? So what I help small businesses do is I help them um, understand, look at their processes and put their solutions, um, look at cloud solutions and take what they're doing and put it into a cloud environment and automate the processes. So they massively reduce the need to do any repetitive data. So it, zero sits in the middle of that, but the ecosystem around that can actually go to your CRM solution. It can go to your marketing. It can go to your um, rental management solution. What has um, evolved is um, an open API, which means the data can, which is the technical term, essentially it means the data can flow from one solution to the other. So when someone signs up for your uh, email newsletter list, their data can actually feed into your accounting solution and then when they buy something from you, you can match it up. Um, so it's all about having big data minimizing data entry, um, and automating processes. So hopefully that makes sense for so you. So essentially helping small businesses to harness technology so that they can yeah. work smarter and not necessarily harder. Yeah, absolutely. Work smarter, have have 
better information at hand that they can use to then to drive their decisions. When you're in small business, you're just constantly making decisions. And, and look, some of that comes from the gut and some of that just sort of comes from your head. But it's always good to have that reliable um, information at hand that you can actually drill down and source. And uh, the benefit of cloud solutions is that it can be sitting on any mobile device and you can go, okay, I'm, I'm here. I need to make a decision. I can drill down and get that information and, and combine that with a few other aspects to make an informed decision. Excellent. I like the way that you said before, um, I feel like I don't really have a job, I have a life. I, yeah. I would like you to talk to, to us a little bit more about that because I think, uh, I think particularly for women and a lot of our listeners are women, this, this is an issue. The juggling, the juggling everything, the juggling the family, the workload, the potentially looking after elderly relatives or sick relatives. Uh, we feel like, we are entitled to have it all and we can have it all, but at the end of the day end up feeling completely frazzled. So tell yeah. us how you manage that and how you sort of set up your life so that you, you, you can have bits and pieces of everything. Yeah, look, I absolutely do juggle. For me, it was really important to be a present mother and to be around my children and available to them. Um, and that has meant dropping them off at school, picking them up, tuck shop mum, like PNC committees, etc. Um, but what by having access to virtual technology and having access to a global um, customer base, it means you can actually work at different hours. So I really um, suggest people understand their own body clock productivity and when they actually are um, able to work um, in their business and hone their hours to that. So it may be a matter of getting up at 4 a.m. and doing three to four hours work before your children even wake up, if, if that's the case. Um, and work these days isn't, for me, it's not a nine to five. I don't switch on at nine. I don't turn off at five. I'm kind of uh, running it parallel to, to my life at all times. Um, so that for you means that the boundaries blur into evenings, sometimes early mornings, sometimes weekends? Yeah, look, yeah, absolutely, definitely the boundaries do blur. However, um, it does mean that I can be at a sports carnival for four hours and not worry and not stress about it, not think, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm missing out on work because I'm not. And so there's a bit of give and take here. Um, I have on reflection, stopped working past about 6 p.m. in the evening. I've, I've, I've made a uh, – really tried to stop doing that, working past 6 p.m. in the evening. Um, but apart from that, uh, I do actually um, wake up at 3 in the morning and we'll start writing. So I do a lot of writing and when writing comes to you, you just have to let it go. So if I, I – there's no point me staying in bed thinking about writing. I will just get up and write. And the benefit of – uh, working from home is I can actually just do that. You can just roll out of bed in your pyjamas and start to write. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. So is that how you've managed to, to write the books? Is it a very fluid process for you or do you do you actually take chunks of time and, and lock yourself away with the intention of, of meeting a deadline? It's a very fluid process um, and I uh, – I have it very honed down. I'll, I'll get up. I'll do writing. I typically can crank out two thousand words a day, and wow. I've got it. That's I've a got significant it. number of words. 
<laughs> and, well, I think the average woman says about 70,000 words well, you've a day. Got, you've got a day. to factor in there. Your typing speed yeah. must be phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I think it's about um, I spent a long time at Toastmasters yes. and I am on social media. I'm very active on Twitter and both Toastmasters – which is a, a sort of a public speaking club. It hones you to say the right thing in the, the spur of the moment. So, so, um, I would always suggest if you are going to Toastmasters, put yourself out there to do the, um, impromptu speaking because that gets your brain focused on just being succinct and to the point and, and, and addressing what you need to address. And I really like Twitter, which, um, forces you to have a conversation in 140 characters and to get across your point very quickly. So part of the writing process is uh, to be able to express it, to re-express it as succinctly enough. Like it, it's not a matter of just putting down as many words as possible. And we, we did that at school. That wasn't the way to learn English. <laughs> and university, all those yeah, papers we used to write. Count, count, Seb, I need another five words and just try and, okay, maybe I'll go and put the, 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 the in it. Yeah, that's not what it's about. It's actually, it, it's amazing because I, I, I've written 200,000 word books and it's actually about taking words out of it, not putting them in, um, to, so, so to get it as succinctly as possible. So, so that very much, um, the, the Toastmasters, the learning to do public speaking, practicing of that muscle, the being succinct really helps me to uh, process that writing. I will get up. I will know what I'm going to write about the day before. I yes. will think about it in my mind, what I'm going to write about. I will dream about it all night and then the next morning it will just be there and it will just almost this sounds quite vulgar, but I'll almost just vomit up on the page. <laughs> It'll write itself. It, it, it will essentially write itself. And if you hear about people like um, Paul McCartney, he said he just wakes up and writes a song. Um, and I think I'm, I'm not a magician. I'm not some weird crackpot, but it's about just allowing your brain to do and be free to what it needs to do. So do you find it hard to switch off? Mm, yes, probably. <laughs> I do find it hard to switch off. And what I find is like I'll go out with people and I'll just be really quiet and I don't need to actually necessarily interact in the conversations because I've, I've said so much already. And there's so, I, I know there's so many people, uh, hearing or reading my books, etc. So I just sit there really quietly. And so I, I know last night I went out with a group of people and I just sat really quietly. And they're like, well, what are you doing next? And and I, I was actually going down to Quanda and I, was, I actually had a question lined up to um, – uh, I was shortlisted to have a question on the Quanda TV show. Yes. And so I'm just like really quiet for like four hours and then stand up and do what I need to do and then quieten down again. Yeah, so. So it sounds to me what you're saying in, in terms of success in your life and making it all happen is, is actually having a very good understanding of yourself, yeah. your strengths and your limitations. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And finding people that believe in you but not, not, um, cheerleading you too much. Like don't believe things that you actually can't do. Understand what you're actually good at. And becoming more yourself, just allowing yourself to become more yourself. Um, so, yeah, that's worked for me. <laughs> Is there anything you would have done differently with hindsight? I would have probably believed in my English writing a lot earlier. I'm, I'm really disappointed that I feel that 
my English teachers never did anything um, really negative towards me. However, I really felt disappointed because I was writing these wonderful stories then, but they didn't see it. But I get now looking back on them why they didn't see it. But I really wish I'd had the faith in myself to, to start writing a lot earlier. Um, and so if someone's listening in and thinking that, what you need to do is you need to find good copywriters and good editors to work with who can actually educate you about how to improve your writing. And that's what I ventured. Actually, I kind of stumbled across and people were saying, okay, do this, do this. And I actually have a list of rules of various things that I, I, I will do. So before I submit something, I check that I've met everything on that rule list because w- what I've always had stories in my, my, my mind. I've always had all of these stories happening, um, but I don't necessarily, I didn't necessarily have the vessel to tell the story. And now I'm, I've, I've improved that part of it. and. What I say is I create the house and then I get the painters in to, to, to pretty it up and that's the copywriters and the editors and they do a wonderful job of that. I don't do that. I, I'm not skilled in that area. Um, so I'm, yes. f- from uh, accounting books is, is fiction next? <laughs> I, I have um, uh, I, I have musicals and uh, fiction in my my mind to get to go that want to come out. So I just got to work out when how I can do that um, while still making a living for myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, Heather, what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Mm, that's a hard one. Um, Uh, I can't really think of what the best piece of advice I've been given is. Um, oh, I'm not sure. Can okay. I come back to we, that one? Sorry. Yes, we can come back to that one. What about um, the greatest lesson that you've ever learnt working for yourself? Um, probably the greatest lesson is... Um, Stay in contact with people and um, not sure. Yeah, sorry. That's all right. That's all right. We can edit this out. Um, what drives you? What inspires you? Um, oh, if we, if we, if you would like, you could go back to that previous question if you if you are able to edit it. I forget what that was. What, what was, was the greatest oh, lesson what is you've the ever learned? Yes, all right, let's go. What is the greatest lesson you've ever learned? Okay, I learned this recently and it's get contracts signed before you do the work. So Tell, been... us, tell us about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've been in this situation as well. I think most small business people have a story of, you know, it was all on a handshake and a promise. Tell us yours. Yeah. Absolutely. You look, and I think it's about, um, for someone like me, I'm passionate. I create, I'm creative and, and I believe. And so the project was explained to me and I completely believed in it. And we had, we had very defined handshake agreement on what was happening. And I was doing my bit, which was primarily a lot of the work and they were doing their bit. Um, but then when it, came out to divvy up uh, the money side of it, um, they reneged on everything. Oh, uh, no. Yeah, so it's just an unfortunate situation for, for me. Um, Good lesson. Yeah, get, get contracts signed before, yeah, before you do the work, which is it's really hard when you are in a startup mode 
um, when you're working with people and you're in a startup mode because you're not exactly sure what it's going to evolve to. Um, but I, th- uh, I think it's difficult to um, for people who are very passionate about what they do and they can see the problem and they see that they can have a, a solution and they really believe that they personally can make a difference. So you jump in feet first without necessarily yeah. thinking about the consequences of that. So it is a valuable lesson. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tell me, Heather, what inspires you? Um, you know you wrote this down for me. <laughs> and now I'm looking for it. <laughs> okay, what what inspires me? Um, I think uh, – what inspires me is that I have a, a positive effect on a big community as a whole and I'm able to help small businesses through the books. So I've sold thousands of books out there and, and it's kind of really weird because people will come up and say, I've read that book and it really helped me do this. And to be able to help the mum and dads move along and move further in their, their business so that they, they're able to um, put money into the community um, and get to the kids' sports day, that's what's really important to me because I think that uh, I think small business is where it's at. And, and, and if we can help small business, we can help all of the community. What uh, I know you specialise in, in particularly the financial sort of accounting aspect of small business. Do you have three or four top tips, um, should we call them maybe golden nuggets that you could you could give to us? Um, I know myself, I, I'm a creative person. The business structure, financial side of my business bores me to tears. I procrastinate every month when it's invoice <laughs> time. You know, I probably should send my invoices out weekly but I can't you know I can't face it what are what are three or four things discipline things that I could put into place that you know would would make a big difference to my small business I've been consulting in this space for a long time now and I highly recommend to anyone that they speak to someone to get them set up on zero it's an online accounting platform. It's simple. It's flexible. You can access it on your mobile device. So you could be sitting at ballet class and actually sending out invoices. So um, it works with your life. So it is amazingly simple and easy to use and it's fast. It, it, it works for you. Um, other tips I would have with that is uh, what I see a lot of small businesses do is they mix up their business and personal spending and when they do that, they actually create a huge headache and a huge nightmare for themselves at the end of the month because they have to split it all out. So really define what's business and what's personal spending. And as I've mentioned before, automate wherever possible, automate wherever possible. So for me, I have zero sitting there. I have a solution called Minute Doc. So whenever I speak to someone on the phone or do some work for them, I plug that into Minute Doc. And then at the end of the month, I just push all of the little tasks across into zero and it, it creates invoices assigned to all of the different people. So I don't need to have all these post-it notes over, all over the place. Um, so that's just one of the things that I automate in my life. The other thing I automate is I have an online calendar booking system. So I push it back on the person to actually make the calendar booking so we don't have should we do it here we have that email back to and fro it's just online my calendar's online and you can just book in a time to that so understanding where you are losing time and automating it that's really uh important and whatever you're doing there are ways to automate it and um and uh 
businesses can really grow once they embrace automation. Mm, save themselves some time. Absolutely. Create some efficiencies. Heather, um, who's been your greatest influence in, in, in life, in career? My greatest influence has been Valerie Koo, who is, uh, she's a, an entrepreneur and a, a journalist, um, with the Sydney Morning Herald amongst others. And uh, she has a writing community, which I'm a, a, a member of. And she's really helped and impassioned me to, to believe in myself and believe in my writing. Okay. I want to wrap this up now, Heather, but, uh, thank you very much for, uh, for talking to us i just i just have a couple more questions what advice would you would you give your younger self um so as i mentioned before the advice i'd give my younger self would be don't let your grades define you um if you want to do something keep working at it do it in night school, do online courses. There's so many online courses out there. Find someone you can learn from. So that for me was Valerie Ku, and invest your time and your money there. And I'm not saying join up with sort of some of these crazy cult organizations. I'm saying work out what you want to do. Um, I, I became an accountant because I'm good with numbers. But I wanted to become a writer, but I wasn't particularly good with grammar. But that's not the only thing that there, that's not the only element of writing, but it's the one that defines you when you're at school. So don't let your grades define you. That's what that's what I'd like to give myself. <laughs> but at the end of the day, you've also managed to find a way to connect both of these passions. Absolutely, combine both of them. Yes. <laughs> What's it yes. feel like when that when that book finally hits the shelves? It's funny because it um you kind of you you're almost over it. So it's kind of, you, you think you'd be really excited about it, but you're, you're, you're sort of midway into the next one. Yes. So it's kind of like, I imagine maybe like a chef when he makes this wonderful creation and it arrives and the, the, the customer's really happy about it. But it, it, I, I'm busy. By the time a book's out, I'm thinking about the next one. I'm embraced and embroiled in the next one. And I honestly don't even know when it's going to hit the shelves or, it, you know, people will just say, Oh, I just started buying that book. I should probably – I'm quite fast at writing and publishing them. Um, they do go out through a proper publishing house and they do hit bookstores, but the process for me has been quite fast. Um, and you've moved on to the next one. Yeah, and I've moved on to the next one because I've been inspired by something. So I guess the inspiration takes me and the creativity takes me and pushes me to the next one, and I really – really perhaps need to just focus on what I'm doing there and on that project there. Um, and I'm, I'm letting the bookshop, the bookstore owners who are wonderful people sell my books, etc. Well, I'm looking forward to the musical. <laughs> Very good. Very good. <laughs> um, Heather, how, how can we connect with you? Give me a couple of ways that, that um, people can connect with you if they want to pick up any of this information um, in a further discussion offline. So um, you can uh, visit my website at Heather Smith Small Business. I'm very prolific on Twitter. Uh, my handle is Heather Smith AU, um, and I have a, a podcast for people who are interested in zero and the zero community, which is called Cloud Stories. Fantastic! Thank you very much, Heather. Thank you so much, Sonia. Really appreciated. Thank you to everyone. Lovely to talk to you. 
That brings us to the end of the show. If you have any questions, please send us an email to jennifer at iamwomanproject.com.au or Twitter at iamwomanproject and we will get right back to you. If you were listening to this podcast on iTunes, please make sure you leave a review or rating about the show. We would love to hear your thoughts. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. Until next time, please take care.